Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Two of the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside Super Bowl champion Sean King. I am Tim Murray live from the Circus Sportsbook on a beautiful Monday night. Temps getting near 90, Sean. Yeah, I saw Sean, that this week. Sean, you out there swinging the, the sticks a little bit this week? Absolutely. I can't wait. Well, gentleman who moved from the D.C. area to Manhattan Beach and is never going back. It is Dan Helley, good friend of mine and uh, has been on the program. Actually hosted the show with uh, with me uh, a couple times. Dan joins us right now. Dan, uh, you know, before we jump into some NFL, by the way, Dan doing a ton of work with the UFC. Uh, you can always check him out with those weigh-in shows before every pay-per-view. Um, do you do you, you want to have a couple moments to commiserate uh, on your Vols? What what happened, man? Let me tell you something, Timmy. I'm in this. Uh, I do a bracket like everybody else does. Sure. And hello, Sean. You you certainly bring uh, a lot of panache and uh, swagger to the show that was lacking before you moved to Vegas. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Um, as for uh, as for my Tennessee Volunteers, let me tell you how much I believed in them. And this isn't really anything to do with the team or the players. It's probably more the coach. I'm convinced that Rick Barnes has a deal with uh, CBS signed every year just to start working for them when the Sweet 16 begins because he can't get there. And I, I'm in this Calcutta where you buy teams. It's just an auction, and you, you, you buy teams. And I was deciding, do I roll with Villanova or do I roll with Tennessee because they were eventually going to have to play each other if they want. And uh, I went with Nova. 
<laughs> I went with my head and not my heart. And uh, Wildcats are rolling. I had a chance to call a couple of their games this year, and I love their experience in Gillespie. And uh, so I was I was mildly heartbroken, but uh, the fact that I had a few uh, shekels still on uh, still on Villanova and could could win maybe a few more, um, it. it Ease the blow a little bit. See, this is why Sean fits in. I had a Poland for his pocket futures bet, and I have Tennessee in the final four of my bracket. So I kind of did not expect. First of all, I think I had Rutgers beating Michigan, and I definitely didn't no, have so, yeah, uh, Rutgers did or too. Michigan beating Tennessee. Yeah, I did too. No, I, I mean a lot of people had. I, you know, it's funny. I was just. Uh, in the Boston area over the uh, over the weekend, and there were a couple of guys. I went to a sports bar to watch a couple of games, and um, there were these two young guys, like 23, 24, and we started talking a little bit, and both of these guys had Tennessee in the Final Four, too. Mm. And, uh, you know, so we're all rooting for the Vols, and then our hearts just crushed. Yeah, I uh, I told Sean already I won't uh, continue <clears throat> to you know, you know, give him give him a jab to the side, but it it just felt like it was one of those situations that was brewing all day Saturday. I'm like, everyone's picking Tennessee to not only win but cover. Looks like I'm going to be on Michigan here, and uh, yeah, it, I mean they had so. I mean, I love like I said, I love so many of their young players, and it was uh, it was kind of a cool moment um, when you know Juwan was uh, hugging Chandler after the game. Um, you know, it was probably, somebody was joking that he was he was paying the uh, the cameraman to stay on the shot as long as possible. <laughs> you know, when he tried to push the coach earlier. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, I was bombed. It was a good squad, and you know, now you just never know. Like yep. those, a couple of those guys could be gone. You know, go moving on to the NBA. It's uh, it's an interesting deal. However, we do we did sign the number three quarterback prospect in the country. So uh, football is on its way up in Knoxville. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that. An LA kid named Nico. I still haven't learned how to say his last name yet. He's a Polynesian kid, but he's Dan was really part of the down. and Dan was part of the crew that paid him eight million dollars to go to, uh, to, to Knoxville. Uh, all right, Sean, hold on. Before we get into that, can I just ask Sean your thoughts on NIL? And and I I think at the crux of the issue is the fact that players needed to be paid something, and it is a good thing. But when you see that, already a kid is getting somewhere between – I heard it's closer to six. It's been reported eight, but whatever, right? He's in high school, Sean, mm-hmm. and this kid's going to get a lump sum of $350,000. And then once he arrives in Knoxville on campus – and he's a rising senior, right? So he's a junior now. Once he arrives on campus, he has the, the ability to earn the rest of that money. But what, what are your thoughts on the crazy money that's flying around for college athletes? I don't have a problem with it, Dan. I do think um, they should attach it to some kind of academic success, um, whether Ooh. it be a GPA that has to be maintained in order to you know, accept the money or whether it's graduation, you know, whatever it may be. I do think there needs to be some kind of academic component. But, hey, man, and every other – Sport, you know, 16, 17, 18-year-olds, they're good enough. You know, they're monetizing, you know, their name, image, and likeness. So I don't have an issue with it, but I I think they need to attach it to something. I have a bigger issue with the transfer portal. Yeah, That's the one one that I have a a real issue with. You know, I think the old rule where if you transferred, you had to sit a year, I think is the way what they should go back to because – Ultimately, it's just too many kids moving. It's too many kids in the transfer portal. It erodes the, op- the, the the ability of the coach to actually have any kind of discipline or, you know, structure because the kid can just be like, okay, I don't like it, I'm leaving. 
with, with no penalty. Yeah. So I, I have more of an issue with the portal than I do the NIL, but I do think they should attach the NIL to something academic. It's amazing what the what the portal has done for, and it's not very often, guys, that I say these poor coaches, but <laughs> they have to. Oh, it has. It saved their butt. Absolutely. Yeah, they have to constantly recruit these kids, right? Like to get them to stay on campus. Like you recruit them to get them there. You have to recruit to stay there. And I think maybe maybe you can have you get one freebie, right? Maybe you could transfer one time. But guys, I can't tell you how many college basketball games I called this year, whether it was Pac-12 or Mountain West or Big East, where kids were on their third and sometimes fourth different college. That's crazy. But how are you supposed to build a program when guys are moving around that much? It's almost to the point where the college athlete, in terms of mobility, has more freedom than the professional athlete because the pros are actually tied to contracts. We're talking, you know? we're talking to uh, Dan Helley, who uh, you can pretty much see anywhere. Anywhere you turn on the dial, he's doing college basketball. He's doing UFC. He's versatile. It's good he's thing. very versatile, and uh, he does tight. Master of all trades. He does. Uh, or, uh, but master, jack of all trades, master of none is what my <laughs> high school coach used to me. Um, and you can uh, catch him doing Titans games as well. Uh, that division just got a little more interesting today, Dan. Uh, Matt Ryan yeah. uh, traded to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, we were chatting about it. Uh, I think for the Colts, it makes a ton of sense. Maybe if he went somewhere else, it wouldn't. But I, I just I felt like they needed a quarterback just to not screw it up. And that's unfortunately what Carson Wentz did a little bit too much. So when you look at now the acquisition of, of Matt Ryan for Indianapolis in already a ridiculously loaded conference that is the AFC, uh, how much better does this make the Colts? Or are you kind of still the same on, on Indy? No, I think you're a little better. I mean, listen, I think the Colts are a really good football team. You know, after starting as slow as they did last year, um, they turned it on. And as you hear Frank Reich talk about some of the issues he had with Carson Wentz, and he just wanted – he always said it, right? Hey, let's just hit the layups. Just make the layups. And that's what Carson Wentz couldn't do. And I think that's what Matt Ryan does really well. And they got him. You know, they didn't have to give up much to get him. They're going to pay him a lot in the final year of the deal. They, they give up a third-round pick. And um, I think one thing, they know exactly what they're getting in Matt Ryan, right? 14 years, he's missed three games. Um, he's solid. He's, he's just the consummate professional. Uh, I mean, he's, he's a statue back there. There's going to be some games where if they don't protect him, which they do a good job of generally, you know, he, he, could, get, he could get beat up a little bit. But um, I like it. I think – I didn't know what they were going to do in that situation. I think a lot of people had Baker going there, or maybe uh, you know they could have worked out a trade for Jimmy G. Um, but I like Matt Ryan, to be honest, better than both of those guys for a, the short-term play. Um, I don't think Ryan's going to be there longer than uh, – I don't think he's going to be there longer than two years. But um, it's interesting, man. You look at this quarterback carousel, I don't know that we've ever seen anything like this in terms of top-shelf talent shuffling around in the NFL like it has this year. Especially and not at the volume. That no, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I was just looking at some of it today, and I mean, with Rodgers staying and Russell Wilson traded, Deshaun traded, and then Brady returning, which is arguably the biggest of them all, right? right? And then yeah. Rodgers resigning. It's crazy. <clears throat> but what the Colts got in this situation, in my opinion, was stability. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Matt Ryan, for the first time since 2011, didn't throw for more than 4,000 yards. This year, he missed it by 32 yards. 
And Carson Wentz is six years in the league. He's thrown for 4,000-plus once. So, like, what you're talking about with Frank saying somebody's going to make the layups, that's what Matt Ryan is. And I guess the question I propose to you is the same one I asked Tim earlier. Now when you look at the AFC, you talk about all the quarterback movement. Is that enough when you get in the playoffs versus Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes or now Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson? Is that enough in the AFC? Yeah, I don't think it's enough. No. I mean, you look at the AFC and, I mean, who are the four best teams in the AFC? I think you have the top two, right, the Chiefs and the Bills. Um, Tim mentioned earlier, you know, I work for the Titans in the preseason, and uh, I think they're a really good football team. I don't think they're the number one seed like they were this year, but I think they're one of the top three or four teams. And then, oh, by the way, what about the team that represented the AFC in the Super Bowl and the Bengals, right? Who completely so, redone their offensive line quietly under the cover of darkness? And the Ravens and the Ravens, Dan, are going to get healthier. Um, they were they were the most injury team injured team you know in football last year. Deshaun Watson's on the Browns. Russell Wilson's on the Broncos. Right? You know it, it's it, it's insane. So uh, well, and, and yeah. let's not I mean, don't, don't forget about the team in your backyard. Yeah, you know, Vegas gets Devontae. The the Raiders add Devontae, and the Chargers are going to be better. It's the AFC is stacked. Yeah. Dan, you're the man. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, and uh, we'll be watching you do some UFC coverage here shortly. Yeah, man. Great stuff, Dan. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Columbus this weekend, UFC fight night. It's uh, Curtis Blades and Chris Dacus, a couple of top ten uh, heavyweights. Looking forward to that. Sean, look forward to uh, seeing you again in person. I covered you way, <laughs> way, way back in the day. It's been a minute. There hey, he is, Dan Helly. Hey, Toby, can we get a couple? Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. It is a nightcap here on VSIN. We'll talk to Jim Root, our friend from the three man weave, top of the hour. Get his early thoughts on the Sweet 16, eight games to come Thursday and Friday night. That is Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Thanks as always to uh, Dan Helley for jumping on the show, um, giving his thoughts on what to expect this year. I mean, it. It's just you go down the list, and I know we just keep saying it, but the AFC, my God, I mean, and and not to say that Matt Ryan and I I agree what what your general thought was. This doesn't put them over the top, Mm -hmm. but like think about last year as they were kind of getting going, and Carson Wentz was just playing good. The thought was, oh wow, this team could win the Super Bowl. You know, this is this is a team that's getting hot at the right time. So, I, I think you and I have kind of come to the same mindset is is a good fit for the the Colts. They didn't really give up anything. It's the same cap hit that Carson Wentz was. It it feels like just you swapped out quarterbacks and now the consistency doesn't get hurt. You know, he's he's gonna he's just gonna make the right plays. He's a leader. And there was always questions about Carson Wentz and his leadership. You know, this is a guy that's basically been the face of a franchise for a decade and a half down in Atlanta. So I, I think all of that, but then you just look at the conference you're in, you're like, yeesh, good luck. So man. if I was a Colts fan, the only issue I would have is that we didn't do enough to get Russell Wilson. Bigger arm than Matt Ryan, oh, way more yeah. athletic, younger. So, I mean, we tried to get Deshaun Watson. Houston, of course, same division, said then, no. Nope. Other than those two, you know, this it's right there. You know, third best quarterback that's made a change of team. Of course, Brady, but Brady came back to the team he was with Previously, so that would be my only issue if I was a Colts fan. How in the world was Seattle willing to trade Russell Wilson and we didn't move heaven and earth to get him? But other than that, hey, Matt Ryan will find out. It gives Matt Ryan an opportunity to do something he definitely wasn't going to get in Atlanta, which is being on a team that's at least got the talent around him to really compete. You know, so we'll see. They they kind of do have a slightly favorable position because at least in their division it's just them in Tennessee right so at least they're not in the west you know or the AFC north you know where you know all four teams you know are, are feeling internally like they're Super Bowl bound so you kind of get a pass 
you know, because you play the Jags and Texans four games, you know, so that's better, you know, for Matt than being, you know, on one of those teams that are in the AFC West or AFC North. So we'll see. I definitely think they're a playoff team. I, I do too, but then, you know, who's, who gets left out? Now we got so much time. We still have the right. draft to get to, but, you know, there's there's four teams that I think are, are playoff caliber in the AFC West. There's... Would you say there's four playoff caliber teams in the AFC North? Would you put Pittsburgh as playoff caliber? That's the unknown because they played, they just, made it last year. We just don't know what Trubisky is. Right. You've got, you know, the, the reigning AFC champs who I think you you and I kind of agree. There's probably a downtick, but I, I they have. So they changed my mind. All right. Why? What they've done on the offensive line has made me change my mind. Adding uh, Alex Kappa from mm-hmm. the Bucks. Uh, did they finalize a deal with Lionel Collins? Uh, I know he was there. That's going to happen. Yeah, and Joe Burrow had kidnapped him at his house and told him he couldn't leave <laughs> until he became a Bengal. And yeah, then, he's he's the yep he's yeah. there. And then they uh, was it the center or the guard they added center from uh, New England, right? Right. Yeah. So I mean, they completely changed the offensive. To their line, credit, they knew what they their needed. week was. I mean, yeah. Joe Burrow was just getting harassed, and you, you had to make a move, and and they've done it. Now they re-signed Eli Apple, so I'm kind of still down on them because of that, but. <laughs> At least they did something up front. And they're not losing any of their weapons. They right. still have Boyd Higgins and Jamar Chase. And they're going to add more talent. They to the signed uh, Hayden Hurst, I think. At a tight end. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, the interesting thing about the Colts is, remember, they don't have a first-round pick. Right, because of Carson Wentz. Yeah. So that was a net loss as an organization. God, what a- Bring a quarterback in, pay him that kind of money, give up a first-round pick, and don't make the playoffs. Get rid of him the And get rid of him in a year. Yeah. I mean, I just... I, I I don't I have no ill will to Carson Wentz. He's never done me wrong, so like I, I hope he does well in Washington. But man, it's quite the red flag that Frank Reich stood on a table and was like, "We got to get this guy." I think Washington's actually a good spot for him. I think it's fine. Yeah, because they don't have any expectations. We really can go out there, and run around, and, and be crazy, and be fun in the press conferences, and it'll probably be a good thing. Got Terry McLaurin to throw to. Yeah, J.D. McKissick came back. You know, thought was going to Buffalo, you know, so gives them two running backs for Antonio Gibson. So we'll find out. All right. So, but just going back to what I was saying in the AFC. So you've got four playoff caliber teams in the AFC West, mm-hmm. two playoff caliber teams in the AFC South, three and a half playoff caliber teams in the AFC North, and then two in the AFC East. Yeah. It's a tough conference. Man, think about that. It's a tough conference. I mean, they might want to petition the league just to get rid of conferences and just have the 12 best or 14 best teams <laughs> uh, make the playoffs. So that, that's going to be really interesting. And I think it, it makes it as betters. It it makes there's some opportunities that there are some talented teams, Sean, that you can get some decent odds on to win the division, to win the Super Bowl. Um, it's really going to be interesting. Just I'm pulling it up right now. At DraftKings, just the AFC futures. So the Bills still the favorite at three to one. Mm-hmm. What did you think? We didn't talk about it because we were in the midst of you know, all this college hoopness. Von Miller goes to Buffalo. It's a lot of money, a lot of years. Well, I just think Buffalo knows that their windows. I'm not gonna say closing, but when you have a quarterback that that's elite like that, and then you have enough guys around him that are still in the prime, you have to go ahead and win it. Like you don't want to look up 
two years from now and be like, man, if we'd have did this or we'd have did that, maybe that would have been enough. You know, maybe if we had Von Miller, he gets to Patrick. You got to go do that now. Like, they're in win-now mode, and that's the kind of move you make when you're in win-now mode. Um, length of the deal was a little surprising, but at the same time, it's you know, they can figure out how to get out of it, I think, after year three. But, hey, it, it, they're in win-now mode. Adding an elite pass rusher helps them now. Like, that's the best way to combat, you know, all the – elite quarterbacks in the AFC, too. Let's see how good we can get at rushing the quarterback and kind of even the playing field, you know, in some ways, you know, talent, as good as it can be, is not utilized when you're on your back. So, thought it was great for both sides. Happy for Von Miller. Uh, he's touched a lot of bread. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's touched a lot of bread in his career, but he's earned it. He's earned it. I don't know how those threads are going to fly in Buffalo. I know I don't care if he's getting to the quarterback. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. He, he can wear whatever he wants. He can walk around the streets of Buffalo buck naked. They right. He could be polar bear like me. Cold flip-flops. <laughs> All right, so Aaron. That buck's number two is surprising. Though. So Aaron Oster walks in and puts down 100 bucks in front of you. Says, pick one. And he says, you got to pick someone to win the AFC. Mm-hmm. Buffalo's 3-1. to one, Kansas City's 450. Denver's 8-1. to one. So Denver has the third shortest odds. The Chargers, 850. Browns, same price, 850. Bengals, how about this? The Bengals, who represented this conference in the Super Bowl and were this close to winning the Super Bowl, have the six longest odds or six shortest odds uh, at 10 to 1. Baltimore's 11 to 1. Tennessee, 12 to 1. Indy, 12 to 1. New England, 18. Las Vegas, 22. Well, for this hypothetical, you got to answer one question for me. Is Deshaun Watson suspended or no? He, let's just say he suspended the first four games for the hypothetical. Um, I'd probably go Chargers. Even you're going to bet on your guy, Brandon Staley. I, I, that'd be the only sticking point, but <laughs> I just think when you look at a team that was all right on the cusp and who did the most from where they were, I mean, I just like J.C. Jackson. You know, I like uh, Randy Gregory. I like the moves they made on defense. Resign Mike Williams. You know, you're going to get a chance to add even more talent in the draft. They brought over uh, Sebastian, the D-lineman from the Rams. I mean, I just think the Chargers are set up, you know. Did you mention Khalil Mack? Yeah, I forgot about Khalil Mack, right? <laughs> yeah. Khalil Mack, too. So, I'm just I, they did the most. So, based on where their odds are, they have an elite quarterback or a young quarterback, super talented, in Justin Herbert. I don't call him elite because they've never made the playoffs with him as the quarterback. So, I don't, I don't want to jump in front of myself. I don't use elite lightly. So, uh, but I mean, the pieces are there. Yeah. I mean, the pieces are there. I would like to see them add a wide receiver in the first round. I mean, if it fits, I don't want, you know, don't force it. Yeah, but so, yeah, best you available. Look, it's you a look deep at, wide receiver draft. You look at the wide receivers that he has to throw to. He's got Keenan Allen, Mike mm-hmm. Williams, and then, you know, Jalen Guyton, uh, mm-hmm. who's a speedster. Um, you know, they drafted Josh Palmer out of uh, Tennessee in the third round last year. More, better, of, a, more of a slot guy. Yeah. Uh, they did go out and they got uh, Everett from Seattle. So I would like to see them add another weapon. Everett is the tight end? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I agree with you. I think I think the Chargers are very, very intriguing. High upside. And uh, and Sean's favorite coach in the league, Randy Staley. Now the downside to the Chargers is they're in the a- NFC West. Yeah. I mean, the AFC, AFC West. AFC West is... Uh, is Slightly loaded, just just a little bit.
That's Sean. I'm Tim. Get back to College Hoops. Our thoughts on the Sweet 16 matchup. Thanks. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The KFC chicken sandwich is served hot and straight from the fryer. That's why it's finger licking good. Order the KFC sandwich, KFC chicken sandwich today. How do they just make those pictures look so I know, right? delicious? <laughs> man. I'm still waiting on us to get some of those things in here, man. Mm. I can go for a KFC chicken sandwich right now. Facts. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. It is the nightcap. Um, had some NBA action. I talked a little bit about uh, LeBron's performance earlier uh, tonight against his former team, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Just a triple-double in the uh, easy win and nearly ended the career of his friend uh, Kevin Love. <laughs> it was so disrespectful. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. I thought we were friends. Dallas just closed out uh, the um, Timberwolves. Timberwolves. Nice win for the Mavs there as they win 110 to 108 they were uh, they went off as a one point favorite so that number came down a little bit they get the cover and the win uh boston did, doesn't cover but they just keep winning chicago beat toronto uh 113 to 99 brooklyn nice win for them uh they beat utah 114 to 106 as a home dog and uh, the portland trailblazers i think surprised a lot of people they beat the pistons tonight as nine-and-a-half-point road underdogs. I saw a tweet earlier tonight from, uh, I forget who it was, but it says, just to show you how good, or the current status of where Portland is. It wasn't saying play one side or the other. It was just making a point like, this is where Portland's at currently, that they're a a nine-and-a-half-point dog to the Pistons, who entered tonight 19-52. and And it opened at 7.5, so it steamed up to 9.5. So it was like <laughs> money was coming in from everywhere. Um, Nets, though, win again. They beat the Jazz at home as a home dog. Yeah, that was a good game. Kevin Durant dropped 37 in that game, four threes. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. I got a question for you as you stay on that. Yeah. Do we have the uh, NBA title odds? I can pull them up. Yeah. What are you looking for? The Nets. Plus 475. Mm-hmm. They've got some big wins lately over some teams that are pretty good, darn good teams. Someone's changing their mind, huh? Not changing, just, you know, always trying to evaluate. Because a couple weeks ago, yeah. maybe a couple months ago, you were, I almost got you to pull the trigger on a cigar bet, but you did not, uh, you did not bite. That's a starting to. I'm just saying, they're starting I, to play was, pretty good basketball. That's what I've been saying all the time. I'm like, they have the best player, in my opinion, the best player in the world in Kevin Durant. And Kyrie, when he plays, is, you know, like a flamethrower out there. And I would guess he will be able to play home games come the playoffs. Right. I mean, my guess. And, and, you know, you look at the standings right now, they're still in eighth place, Sean. So that means they're going to be – as of right now, in that play-in situation. Now, they they can get out of it. Uh, Cleveland is only three games ahead of them. But time's running out. They're 38 and 34. They're more than likely playing in the play-in. And then they could be getting the seven. We could get a Brooklyn-Philly, Brooklyn-Milwaukee first-round series this year, Sean. 
probably Brooklyn, Miami. I mean, Brooklyn might be favored. Might be the one time in like oh yeah league history that a one played a seven and the seven was favored. Well, so you know, as the play in plays works, if a one eight. If we're sitting the way we are sitting right now, right because of the play in tournament, if Brooklyn goes to as of right now, Brooklyn's the eight. Toronto's the They'd seven. have to play at Toronto. If they won, they'd be the seven. Correct. And the rest of those teams would play for the eighth. Correct. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah, so they get Philly or Milwaukee. Wow. You imagine, imagine that. Imagine Milwaukee, Brooklyn, or either Philly, Brooklyn, and round one. Those teams right now are scratching and clawing trying to get that one seed because I think there's there's got to be a real feeling that Brooklyn's going to get that, at worst, going to get the seven. Yeah. Imagine if we had just still no Ben Simmons. Think about that. Way. If we had Brooklyn, Philadelphia first <clears throat> round, and Ben Simmons did play, he's not playing. <laughs> so Puckstradamus does have a sweat tonight. Okay. I have the uh, Nashville Predators on the puck line, and uh, it's two two now in the second. Predators were up two one and did a terrible job on defense. I mean, just no physicality whatsoever on the specific. Sequence of plays, and so now it's a 2-2 game against the lowly Anaheim Ducks. So hopefully the Preds pick it up here a little bit, but <laughs> we do need something good to happen. i got to figure out the method to your madness when it comes to hockey. I, I just... So I'm generally looking for... You like spots, right? Yeah, I, I like... Off rest. Yeah, I like spots. So much of a, the hockey goes into who's in goal, too. You have to watch that. A lot of times they don't announce it till later in the day. So, but the Preds are really good, and they're fight and they're fighting. Oh, there we go. And there they're go. fighting. A little scrap going on there in Anaheim. That's right. Get your respect. And the only uh, only sweat I do have a couple thoughts on the NIT, which we will save for the final minute of the show because we don't need to do that in the middle of the show. That's tomorrow. So I, I forgot don't, the I have, NIT was going. Yeah, most people do. Because I actually wanted to bet NC Wilmington today. They're playing Drake. And I didn't think about it until you guys just said that. Yeah, the uh, UNC Wilmington playing in the CBI mm-hmm. uh, came back. Are they favored? New seven-point underdog. Oh gosh! And they came. They outscored Drake thirty-one to eleven to close out the I game. I missed all of that. <laughs> oh. And I had looked at it yesterday. I don't know why I randomly came across that game, and I completely forgot about it today. Well, once again. It's it's not even the NIT, so a lot of people forgot about the CBI today. All right, way too much time spent on those. Uh, let's get back to the NCAA tournament, which the Sweet 16 is on Thursday. Houston, Arizona, Michigan, Villanova, those games in the South region in San Antonio on Thursday. Arkansas, Gonzaga, Texas Tech, and Duke. I want to go to Gonzaga. So you and I, I think we're, we're simpatico. I took Memphis when it first opened at 12 and a half. You were very confident. You felt like Memphis could win that game, and they absolutely could have Up won that Up 10 game. at the half, and the refs played a small role in it, but, like, Drew Timmy played a bigger role. Memphis did the same thing in the previous game in the second half against uh, Boise State. They, 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 when they come out of the, the, the half, for whatever reason, they struggle offensively just to put the basket in the butt. I mean, the ball in the basket. And, you know, of course, Gonzaga's an older veteran team. They're not going to beat themselves. You have to beat them, and – you know, they had them, too. Up 10, they had them, they had them, they had them. And then they just went on one of those scoring droughts. And, you know, now you look up and, you know, you're behind three points. So They erased that double-digit lead by the first media timeout. Yeah. Or but, deficit, I should say. Because Memphis is a score. 
Drew Timmy, I didn't think he had this level in him because that first half, remember we talked about it you know, mm-hmm. throughout most of the week, right? This is a tricky matchup because Drew Timmy can get eaten alive by athletic bigs. Yeah. And Jalen Duran was, was doing that. But Drew Timmy in the second half was, was spectacular. And the shocking thing was, I mean, Gonzaga – Maybe they just needed to get out of Portland. I don't know, but they could not make free throws. Right. They were horrendous, both against Georgia State and against uh, against Memphis. But here's the thing I'll say about Gonzaga. Now, I still, the, the price is way too short uh, for them to win the title. But the two one seeds that, you know, were kind of put to the test. Now, Baylor ultimately lost. But the two that advanced, Arizona and Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. I came away actually impressed by Gonzaga while Arizona left me asking a lot of questions. I thought the performance by them to beat Memphis, who has no business being the nine seed. I mean, that team is vastly talent, too talented to be that you know low of a seed or high of a seed. I actually came away impressed by Gonzaga, that they were able to overcome that, able to overcome mismatches where they were getting bullied down low and getting dunked on. I came away very impressed by the Zags, and I felt, you know, I picked them to lose in the Sweet 16, just try to, be a little different losing to Arkansas. I, I don't think that's happening. I think they could. I mean, they lost to Duke already once this year. Texas Tech played them tough, but they still won that game by double figures. I came away saying, "Oh wow, this Gonzaga team—they've got answers." Mm-hmm. And uh, that that performance on Saturday night—that game, by the way, was tremendous, game. spectacular. Yes, that was. second half was. was awesome. The whole weekend, like I mean, you can't say enough about the entertainment level of this tournament so far. I mean, it's been tremendous. I'll say this. At least if Arizona or Gonzaga cuts the nets down this year, they will earn it. Because mm-hmm. Arizona has Houston in the winner of Nova, Michigan. Yep. Gonzaga has Gonzaga got Arkansas. Gonzaga got no Yeah, favors. in the winner of Texas Tech Duke, just to get to the Final Four. Yeah. So, and, I mean, you can it make won't it, be a fluke. You can argue. Now, they should have disposed of them, and they did ultimately. But Georgia State... You know, everyone you talk to really had no business being a 16 seed. Probably should have been a 15 or 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, Memphis, per you know <clears throat> metrics out there, was playing as good as anybody in the country the final month of the year when Amani Bates, after Amani Bates that went down with injury, they had to beat them and just barely did that. Now you get Arkansas, who at its peak can beat anybody in the country, Max. as we've seen. And then you've got Duke and Texas Tech waiting there in the bottom just to get out of your region. So uh, we'll talk more about the Zags and Arkansas. And uh, we'll get to some of the Friday night games we haven't hit on yet. Jim Root also going to join us top of the hour. Stick around. It's the Nightcap. You know, this is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. 
Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free... Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy, only 19 bucks. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Hoops Peterson, Matt Humans, JVT, and yours truly. We'll have insights on every key team, conference, and players to watch. From the favorites to the potential Cinderella, sign up today to get the betting guide plus full access to VSIN through the end of the tournament, April 5th, for only 19 bucks. Head on over to vsin.com slash madness. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is the nightcap. Jim Root, three-man weave. He will join us at the top of the hour. We'll break down the games with him. Uh, we've been slowly going through uh, different games. On Friday night, we've got... UNC UCLA, you mentioned the health of Johnny Juzang. Uh, that is very, very important there for the Bruins, who are a two and a half point favorite or two, depending on where you look, two at DraftKings, two and a half here at Circa. St. Peter's and Purdue, that is on Friday night as well uh, in Philadelphia. That would be the first game in Philly. Providence and Kansas, and then Iowa State and Miami. Um, the headliner of, you know, Friday night's games will certainly be UNC 
and UCLA. Um, UNC, they blow a massive lead, but then they find a way to win that game. And look, I, I just, I didn't bet this game. I felt like UNC was a bit of a square dog. Um, I just, I, and I've said it a million times on this show. I don't, I don't know what UNC team's going to show up. Is it the team that beat Duke? Is it the team that beat UCLA? Is it the team that beat Marquette? Or is it the team that lost to Pittsburgh? Or I think they lost to Boston College. Like they got smoked by Virginia Tech in the ACC tournament. Like which North Carolina is going to show up? Uh, R.J. Davis was unbelievable in that game uh, against <coughs> against Baylor. He was really really impressive. My best bet is going to surprise you. Okay, you got one already. Yeah. What do you got? Miami minus two. I agree. The yeah. Lines move that way. I just they think, open as a one point underdog. Face yeah. now moved to a two, two and a half in some spots. I, I just think was I mean uh, Iowa State got a very very lucky draw. They caught LSU, which just fired their head coach. Mm-hmm. Caught Wisconsin team not playing good. Johnny Davis obviously not healthy because he, he hadn't looked. He was bad in, yeah. in the NCAA tourney. So I think they're catching a Miami team that's the complete opposite. The experienced veteran head coach and Larinaga. Outstanding guard play, athleticism, hot team. I, I like Miami to move on to the the round of eight. Can you believe that? It's crazy. I mean, and you see it every year. You just it, it's so funny as these tournaments play out because we get that bracket and we're like, I don't know. Every year we see a double digit seed make it to the elite eight. Who's it gonna be? And then a team like Miami, who you know, to their credit, and you think back now. Now they needed overtime to get past who was it? Boston College in the Well the ACC was much tougher than people thought. In the <laughs> Let's just give it the credit it deserves. <laughs> I'm just saying. It was. They're playing better than expected. Yeah. Uh UNC playing much better. Um, you know, Virginia Tech, their tournament champ, did get in a great game versus Texas. Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I agree with you. I, I I can't look. Iowa State. That game was made me want to rip my eyeballs out watching that game. I had the under, so I thought it was great basketball. Yeah, good. <laughs> I had the under Notre Dame and uh, uh, Notre, Notre Dame and Texas Tech. Wonderful game. <laughs> Wonderful game. No sweat. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna. I, I want to be on Miami too. The crazy thing is they opened as a favorite or underdog, and now they're the favorite. So that certainly the smart money's coming in on Miami. And the thing about Iowa is they, they just have no offense. Or Iowa State, excuse me. Iowa certainly has, you know, it's funny that Iowa and Iowa State are just two polar opposites. You know, T.J. Otzenberger deserves a ridiculous amount of credit. Uh, this is a team that won two games in conference play last two year. Two years ago, right? Um, but we know that they can't light it up on the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, as you look at what they've done their last five games here, Sean, these are their offensive outputs. 36. 68, 41, 59, 54. Now, they won the last two. That's all that matters. They play good defense. They're, you know, fifth in the country in defensive efficiency. But we always talk about, like, we talk about Purdue. Oh, they're great offensively, but they just they can't do it defense. They are bad on defense. They are. Yeah. I mean. The only reason Texas. Was- Iowa State is 158th in offensive efficiency. They're, that is horrendous. It is. And they're one of the final 16 teams. You don't take it away, but. I love Miami. That's my number one play right now. It's yeah. Miami on Friday. I uh, I wouldn't disagree whatsoever. Uh, I'm still I think slowly. I think Miami takes care of business. I'm just curious: do I lay the two and a half, or do I 
Oh, it's going to be money line. Money line's minus 145 or so. Yeah, it's money line. So, um, I kind of like Providence. I wouldn't disagree with yeah, them taking kinda, the points. I kind of like Providence. Here's the thing about Providence. They're they're lucky, right? Um, they win close games. But one thing you'll know about Providence, for sure, is that this team is not going to quit. Now, they got blown out by Creighton mm-hmm. in the Big East semifinal. And the reason the metrics are you know so hard on them is they have these close games. And then the games they've lost, lost to Virginia by 18 earlier this year, Lost to Marquette by 32. They lose to Creighton by a 27. So when they lose, they lose ugly. Except for when they lose to Villanova. Both those games were very close and competitive. But I, I don't disagree whatsoever. At seven and a half, it feels pretty high. Um, you know, I think the Providence contingent will will be there in Chicago. I'm sure there'll be plenty of Rock Chalk Jayhawk fans there. And I, look, I'm all in on Kansas. Like, I've got them... I've got a future on them to get to the Elite Eight. I've got a future to win the region. I've got a future to win the title. So I love where they're at, but I'm not going to lay seven and a half, especially the performance I just saw from them. I, I, you know, I was a bit surprised that they couldn't put Creighton away. Creighton should have won it. Yeah. yeah, they made some bad mistakes the last three minutes of the game. Turnovers. Um, think about if Remy Martin doesn't have the offensive performance he had in the first half. Creighton might have been up. <laughs> And half it might have been over. And that's the thing. That's why I do like Kansas. Minimum getting out of this region. And I think they have a legit chance to win the national title is because they've got people like Remy Martin, who is now coming into his own of what we saw last year when he was at Arizona State. But at seven and a half, Sean, I, I'm, not, See, I'm not laying him with Kansas. What scares me about Kansas, their only elite players are Jobby. That's the only guy I feel like is just an elite player. He's going to be well, quasi the de- best player in the court. McCormick define, is solid. Define elite then. Because, it, all right, so Kansas, you go out there against anyone they go up against in this region. They've got Oche Abaji's better than anyone in this region. Remy Martin's better than anyone in this region. See, I don't agree with that about Remy. I think Remy's a sporadic but in this mid-range region, score. So. Oh, Iowa State has no one. Right. Miami's got good guard play. You know, Charlie Moore's good, but I would take Remy Martin over him. Yeah, I wouldn't. I just think more. Now he's all in on Miami no, after no, talking no, the trash. No, on, I on think Moore, I think Moore is slightly. I know he's a better ball handler. Like, I think Remy turns the ball over way more than Moore. He's way more. I don't know. Remy's game is strictly about him making that mid range jumper and being able to put up points in, uh, in bunches. And to me, that's where his real value is. But I think the longer he's on the court, the more it exposes them to turning the ball over to making, you know, just low basketball IQ type plays. I think that's why Coach Self was so hard on him early in the year. Didn't play him a lot. I think Moore is way more consistent, you know, with, with what he does with the basketball. And then they both, they both can score. You know, um, I think McCormick's a solid big, but you can expose him on defense. Then because he's not a very twitchy athlete, it's real methodical on offense. Now, they do have some guys that, that can shoot, but they're streaky. You know, so I don't like the starting point guard. I don't think he adds a lot to the team, you know. So I, I don't look at Kansas like this team that has all of this elite talent. I look at Arizona. If Kerr, like, can't play, don't play him. But Arizona, to me, has, like, the athleticism with the size that – They do. That, I mean, it's different. Yeah, I mean, if, you're, if, you're, if you have a Kansas future like I do, you're hoping that Houston or Villanova come out of that region. Not that it would be 
easy or a lock by any stretch, but I think I think Arizona poses a very challenging matchup for Kansas. I agree. Because with their athletic bigs and, and how they get after it, I think if you get a Houston or Villanova, two teams more guard-oriented, I think that plays into the strengths of a Kansas. I would agree to that. So right now, and we'll, we'll dive into futures maybe a little bit later on you know, this week. After the first weekend, who was the most impressive team to you? The two games they played, who was the most impressive? Changed your perception a little bit. Mine was Houston. I, I, I thought I, I had my questions, and I, I, they answered them. See, I was so high on Houston, I can't use them. But I think the team that I wasn't as high on, it kind of changed me. And it, listen, Juzang's got to be healthy, but I thought it was UCLA. They will get UNC. Is that a play that Jim Root sees some value in? We'll break down the Sweet 16 top of the hour with Jim Root from the three-man weave right here on the Nightcap. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My check engine light's on. Mm, that could hurt your gas mileage. The AutoZone free fix finder service can help find the fix for free. Get in zone. This whole report for free? That's right. Printed and on your phone for free. Get in zone. But what if the fix is too tough? We'll recommend a local shop. Fix finder, only at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply.